0: Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people with bald eagle t-shirts. I'm Cody.
1: And I'm Tyler.
0: Tyler, it's the big one. This is this is the good one. This is the one I've been waiting for. What did we watch?
1: We watched Blue Valentine. You know, I wanted to make a joke about it, and I just, I can't. I'm too...
0: <laughs> you too broken? Yeah. too hurt? <laughs> um... <laughs> do you want to give the? I'm sure not everyone's heard of this one. Uh, do you want to just tell people what's about? A little quick synopsis.
1: Uh, it's, I mean, I can try. I guess it's uh it's a movie about a married couple and their struggles and stuff and cuts between when they were falling in love versus current time and how things changed. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's good times. Great job.
0: Great job. So I gotta tell you, I love this movie. I love it. I was happy to revisit it. Um, it's this, you know, there's all kinds of movies we watch and, um, if we started this podcast so that I could talk to people about movies that I never got to talk to people. I've only met, like, one or two people or talked to one or two people that have seen this. So I'm ready. This is what, this is a movie you have to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, I'm so glad that I made you do this. <laughs> I made you watch it. And I'm excited to talk about it. I think it's a great movie. What's your first impression of it, Tyler?
1: I mean, I kind of, it's one of those movies that, I'll be honest, like, I think they did a great job making the movie. There's not really, like, there's nothing to the movie, though. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, it's kind of like if I was like, we're going to make a movie, we're going to call it Jeff, and it's gonna, we're going to find Je- a guy named Jeff, and we're going to film two hours of Jeff's life, and we're going to release it, and it's like, yep, that's, you did a great job filming Jeff's life for two hours.
0: Yeah. So you're saying for better or for worse? You didn't like it?
1: I'm conflicted on it.
0: Wow. All right. That's fair. That is a fair look. Let's see. Let's see if we can't get you some direction by talking through it. Like All right. Getting this is the kind of movie you got to get up right in those guts. You know, you got to really, got to really go for it, and. Uh, I'm ready to go if you are. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. Just do it. I'm all. Let's do ready it. You and me, Tyler. Let's be a family. Let's do oh, it. Let's do let's it. Let's go for it.
1: You hop in. Hop. Uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> uh, 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 you know, just hop. Uh, hop on in here, Cody. You know, and uh, let. Uh, let me. Let me drive you. Let me drive you to to sad spoiler town. To the sad part of Spoiler Town. Alright. We're just going mm-hmm. in. It. It's old beat up 86 Honda Civic. Did they have Civics in 86? Probably. They've been around yep. since the 1870s, Maybe. right? All right. I don't know.
0: When I they invented say they weren't.
1: Civic Councils, that's when the Honda Civic popped into existence. You know? Yeah. As a oh, yeah, counterpoint yeah. to the Honda. To the civic council, right?
0: So people could get to the council. Exactly. Yeah, take your Civic to get to the civic
1: council. Hop in my 1896 Honda Civic. We're just gonna cruise on down to Sad Spoiler Town, USA, where everybody is just a little bit sad, but not sad enough to really ruin your day, just enough to bum you out, you know?
0: Yeah. It's like. It's like when you see someone, when you see a worker taking the smoke break at the DMV, you're just like, oh man, it's a rough life, you know? It's a rough time happening over there, but I'm going to McDonald's for lunch, so we're gonna put that away. We're gonna bury it. We're gonna forget I saw it. We're gonna move on. Yeah. Tyler, do you wanna go first or go second? We go first or go second?
1: I can go first. I could, you know?
0: You're gonna go first. I'm
1: gonna. I got a timer pulled up and everything, so.
0: Well, well, then I'll let let me know when you're ready.
1: Oh, are you still talking? Can I hit start now? Oh, okay. Don't now hit start. You can't talk now. It's happening. We're going. All right, Cody. Here we go. This movie, it's just it's just the Notebook. In it's just the opposite of the Notebook, right? That's all it is. It's like you got the note. We're spoiling it, Cody. On the one side, here we go. Spoilers for the Notebook is fine. All right, everything turns out fine ryan gosling he's in the rain he's wearing sweaters what's the sweater made out of boyfriend material right classic meme okay (laughs) so over there it's like will they get together they don't but then they do and they live happily ever after here's what would have happened had they gotten together cody all right it gets bad ryan gosling starts to smoke his hairline recedes if we all know one thing it's that one way to pick out a loser failure in life it's if their hairline is receding cody look at my hairline it's powerful it's strong that's how you know i'm a winner <laughs> all right you know we both know that's right nod your head cody you're nodding in your head you know that's the way to do it that's the way to pick them out of the crowd all right this so they they start with this and i'm like the little girl she comes in and she's like oh wake up you know they got out and i was like oh no something's missing The little girl they kidnapped has escaped. they got to hunt her down now. Ryan Gosling, he's a child predator, but he's nice to the child and he never molests them, you know? Because that would be a movie that someone would make with Ryan Gosling in it, right? You know? The good child predator. The one that kidnaps and enslaves a child because he cares, all right? Not because of anything weird. How dare you? That's Ryan Gosling. You're slandering. but it's not it's just the dog all right so i was like okay so no we're fine we're fine it's just their dog all right it's fine you know not so not child kidnappers cody the, when i tell you the amount of times i thought this is when it happens this is when somebody's about to kill themselves all right this is when it goes from like oh this is a normal family in america to uh well boom dead tragedy has struck You know what this movie did not give me? Did not give me that moment of like, oh, but they could have worked it out. No, they're like, no, you freaking (laughs) nerds. They don't work it out. All right. If one of them had taken that way out and one of them had ended it, then you could have believed. You could have believed in love. All right. You could have believed in life after love. All right. But you can't now. You can't because this woman looked Ryan Gosling in the eyes and said, I can't do this anymore. Cody, can you imagine the gall? Of a woman to look a Ryan Gosling in the eyes and say I want a divorce all right nobody no woman in their right mind no man in his right mind would look Ryan Gosling in his eyes and say I don't want to do this anymore right no because you want to do that all the time you know what here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna pull up a picture of Ryan Gosling I'm just gonna look at his face oh he's smiling he's happy Cody, he's happy. He's a lovely man, all right? Was I sad that his dog died? He, yeah, but he cried about it. He showed that he feels, Cody. Gosh, why are all of his pictures song to song? It's two pictures of song to song. There's that it's that kind of, oh my gosh. All of his IMDb pictures are just of his DVDs. It's just of DVDs, Cody. I hate it. I hate Ryan Gosling now. I'm over it. I want a divorce, all right? I'm over Ryan Gosling. I can't do this anymore. I can't stand the way he treats me. Okay. But like the so like the flashbacks though, it was a very touching love story though, right? So, you know, it was like I liked that part. It was good, you know, it was touching. He was there, he was nice, he was a fast talking, smooth talking scat man or whatever, you know, he was in there, he was talking his way into stuff. You know, but then that gets old after a while. You know, we've all had that friend that's like, no, no, let me talk at you for a second, all right? And then he goes from, like, beginning, you know, early uh, Blue Valentine, Ryan Gosling, to uh, Parks and Rec, uh, John Ralphio, real quick, all right? John Ralphio, you know, come here. I can hear you just fine. No, come here. Come here, let me tell you, all right? (laughs) Let me tell you something. Come here, you know? Nobody wants... Don't let yourself become John Ralphio, all right? That's what you need to understand. Don't go from Ryan Gosling... To John Ralphio Cody look at me don't do it okay you go from Blade Runner to Sonic real fast alright that's the difference between those two things okay <laughs> <coughs> their little girl she was so sweet they were doing stuff and I felt like Ryan I honestly Cody let's be real let's be real with you right now I felt like Ryan Gosling he was trying but also like he was like I'm gonna do what I think a dad should do and not like you know actually care about my spouse <laughs>
0: All right, Tyler, I'm going to cut you off right there. Let me tell you. <laughs> Later <laughs> on <to> a Sonic. <laughs> Just... Tyler, your time's up, all right? Your time is up. It's over, and I'm going now. And I'm starting it, and you can't stop it. Um. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. You're You're right about, like, it's, it is, like, reverse notebook, right? And I think one thing I like so much about the movie is uh, every romance movie is so much, like, are they gonna get together? They're not. Oh no, they are. They misunderstood each other. How will they ever get over it? They talked about it. Look, we're back together. Isn't that sweet? Which is fine. Like that's you know we all enjoy a good romance movie, good rom com every now and again. But I like that this one is like, hey, um, what if it was bad? <laughs> and you think about like how many relationships do end, and how many. Divorces happen. You're like, how does that, how does it happen? And I kind of like that this breaks all that down. It gives you that sweet beginning, but you're like, hey, if you don't set up your relationship well and work on it and, you know, if you're not together on everything, then, you know, this can happen. You can fall out of love and it can go bad. And here's what I like most about the movie. It is perhaps like the most cathartic film I've ever watched. Like, I sit, I watch this movie, I feel low. I feel feelings, and um, it makes me really confront my humanity in that way. And I think it's so great in that way. Let me tell you, this movie started, they lost Megan. (laughs) I didn't remember that, but I was like, Megan. And let me tell you, my animals could not handle it. (laughs) They, like, recognized that someone was calling for a lost animal. They heard my wonderful audio setup, and they were both perked up, like, looking around (laughs) at the speakers. I'm like, guys, chill. a movie is happening. No one is lost. We're going to be okay. They couldn't handle it. I was I was surprised. Um <laughs> yeah, I it's hard to watch. It's a hard movie to watch because you do you see how they start and you see that they do love each other. But as I I like to as the movie goes on, you realize like, well, it wasn't just it wasn't like they were two well-adjusted people falling in love with each other and deciding to set out. You know, as the movie goes on you realize like oh it wasn't like this perfect romance. It was you know, there's a pregnancy that happens and it's not his and she wants an abortion. And she doesn't get an abortion and he decides like no, like we could we could do this together, you know, let's do it. And so it's like okay, like that is a sweet idea that they would do that together, but it also isn't it isn't that strong of a foundation. And when you see where he comes from and where she comes from, like they're both kind of damaged goods, you know, and um doesn't you know, one one and two doesn't always make three. If you you know if you don't add it up right, that's what I'm saying. This movie, <laughs> Gosling says "no homo" in this movie at one point, and it made me real happy. Uh, I was like, "Oh, remember we used to say that? You guys remember that? Uh, those are simpler times, you know, simpler times, easier times, more offensive, t- uh, better times." You know what I'm saying? Uh, I <laughs> I couldn't believe. I just think this movie is very accurate to real life, you know, because there are people in bad relationships. And there's also moving companies. (laughs) I loved loved their portrayal of him working in a moving company, and he, like, has, like, way too many boxes stacked up, and, like, one's on his shoulder, and, like, tips over, falls. And the guy's like, all right, you're in the industry now. (laughs) Like, you're not a real mover until you drop someone's box of precious goods. I was like, yeah, this is is what moving is really like. Uh... (laughs) I do, yeah. They're not, I don't think either one of them are bad people, um, but they just aren't complimenting each other well, you know? Um, and they do bad things, right? Like, Ryan Gosling is always drinking, always smoking. But he is, like, trying to be a fun dad. And you can even see at the beginning, like, he's, like, a caring person, you know? He shows that when he tries to set up what's-his-name's room for him, you know? It's like, you're just a mover, you're just moving the stuff. And he's, like, he unpacks a bunch of stuff for him and is really nice about it, and He's always you know trying to be like the fun parent with the daughter and he really you can tell he really loves her and it's like not even his like biological daughter so that's really sweet but to your point you know he's being sonic when michelle williams doesn't want sonic she also wants like a husband you know so kind of interesting to see like where they where they split apart um let's talk about meatloaf we don't we didn't eat eat meatloaf a ton growing up but we did on occasion you know And let me tell you, what goes on meatloaf? Ketchup or, you know, some sort of a ketchup-based sauce. These monsters, they go to dinner at Michelle Williams' parents' house, and they have a meatloaf with the brown sauce on top? What was that garbage? Why would you ruin something so quintessentially American as a loaf of meat with ketchup on it with brown sauce? I was offended. I don't know about you, but I was like, this is why they're sad. This is why things are bad right now. We've got brown sauce loaf.
1: I gotta cut you off about the brown sauce.
0: Here's the thing. Did you did you clock the brown sauce, or was that just me?
1: I did not. But here's why I don't find it offensive. What is a meatloaf but just a giant Salzburg steak, <laughs> right?
0: Mmm. And you okay. would put
1: brown sauce on that.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: People put brown sugar into the ketchup on the top. Mm. You ever done that? Make a glazed brown sugar ketchup. Yeah. Glaze yeah. the top. Or are you one of these monsters that just has the bare meatloaf coming out of the oven?
0: <laughs> All right? It's a naked loaf. Vibin'.
1: You, you don't glaze the top of that loaf, you don't love your family. That's a fact. I'm sorry, you know? That's
0: true. That's true.
1: But. <coughs> um, oh, <laughs> <I>
0: yeah.
1: Think, <laughs> oh, were you about to say something funny? I was about no, to no, get serious ahead. for a no, second. No. no, you go ahead. So, I think the core issue, right, with these two people, right, is that, like, he tries to be a caring person and tries to, you know, do what he thinks is best. But the problem is, is like, and I've been guilty of this before too, you know, even in my marriage where it's like you think, well, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to figure out what the issues and we're going to, you know, I know how to fix it. We're going to go out, go away for the weekend or do this or do something fun, you know, or relax, you know, don't worry Mm -hmm. about it or something. And I know, like, a lot of guys are guilty of trying to fix it. <laughs> and that's right. really the issue. Is that he was always like, I'll fix it or I can make it better or I'll, you know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Why are you stressing about it? And it's like, it's, you know, you just got to, it's different. You know, like, we're both married now. And I'm sure mm. you probably run into the same thing where it's like, there's times where you're like, oh, yeah, like, I really have to take into account, like, another adult's opinion on everything. I can't really make decisions the way i could
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know months or you know a couple of years ago for both of us at this point you know. yeah where it's like i could just decide i want to do a thing and now it's like well now i need to involve other people and it's a much bigger deal and he seemed like he never yeah. really got to that point where he realized he needed to, he always saw himself as like i'm here to protect and take care of you and not like we're partners in this and they had mm-hmm. very different goals like she she even says, like, there's a conversation where, you know, you could tell, like, it maybe it bothers her a little bit that the, like, maybe, because I, you know, I feel like everybody stresses about money. Even if you're not stressed about money, you're like, there's a part of you that wishes you had more. You know, this is kind of part of it, right? Even if you're fine and well off, like, but it's more like she looked at him and saw, like, him being a painter. It's like, well, it's not like. You could do better like you're you know like you could smooth talk your way into anything like why are you a painter and he's like Mm -hmm. because this is all i have to this is like the bare minimum i have to do to be able to afford the house and the food and everything and then i can come home and be a dad so he's like priorities was being a dad and her priority seemed more focused outside the home and his was more focused in the home
0: yeah Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting, too, because, like, you know, he talks about, like, don't I deserve, like, a little affection? Like, he does want that relationship with her. But I think she's so far gone where she's, like, she's not in love with him anymore, you know? And so him trying to be, like, hey, let's do this thing. Let's do this fun thing. Let's go <laughs> out. Let's go away for the weekend. And she's saying she doesn't want to do that. She's, like, hey, I'm on call. Like, it's far away. I don't, you know, she's giving all these signals, like, this is not what I want to do. But he does, like, drag her out to make her do it. You know, it's that thing where... They aren't on the same page, you know? And like maybe, you know, maybe it was a matter of communication. Maybe it was like, hey, it's not just right, like Ryan Gosling, we gotta get out of the house. You're like that's not necessarily the problem. The relationship, you know, you guys aren't on the same page, You're not working towards the same goals, kinda like you talked about. Yeah. So it's like you can't just say, Hey, we're going we're going out. Isn't this nice that we're out? And it's like, Well, she doesn't wanna be places with you, really. <laughs> like, you know, so I was being in a different place with you gonna be better. Um, but it's like, yeah, you guys aren't on the same page with that. Like maybe you need to plan it better. Maybe, you know, maybe we can, she's not on call. Maybe you get her clean to where she wants to go. You know, like, he's just like, oh, I got a gift certificate to sex motel. <laughs> You're like, oh, that, that's not where she wants to go. She doesn't want to do sex anyway. You know? So it's just, it's, um, you know, they're very much on different pages. So it is interesting to see them. Like when they're getting together, it's like them getting on the same page. Right. And then you see, like, oh, let's fast forward six years and see what it looks like, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, you're not on the same page anymore because you, you know. Um, but it's interesting, right? Because I think this movie's just really well-written in that it gives you so many pieces as you go to put... That's what I... I like a movie that's kind of like a puzzle you get to figure out, and this one's such a good example of that because you're going back and forth. It starts out, and you're like, okay, well, who are these people? What's their deal? And you see them as younger people getting together, and you're getting all these pieces of what what's up with them and it goes into so much detail i really enjoy that but you see the details where it's like oh okay when they decide they're going to be together and they you know her family who's like pretty damaged you know like the dad's mm-hmm. kind of a jerk and <clears throat> um you know she doesn't have great taste in guys and and so she brings him home and it's like okay I guess this is pretty serious and they're asking all these questions and you realize like maybe she hasn't thought this through all the way too because it's like oh you didn't finish high school Oh, your parents aren't together. Oh, what are your goals? You know, and he, he doesn't have, you know, it's like, okay, well, which is not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but she is a very bright student who wants to be a doctor. You know? So you're like, oh, you got this guy who hasn't finished high school and you have someone who is really prioritizing education and wants to be a doctor and wants to go to eight years of school. You know, it's like, okay, well, those are very different goals and not, you know, like, okay, if he's going to be the stay at home dad and she's going to be a doctor, you can totally make that work or, you know, whatever arrangement you need to make. But, I don't feel like they ever fully... Obviously, it's like, she wanted to be a doctor. Okay, well, she became a nurse, which is fine, right? You get pregnant in the middle of college. Like, I don't blame anyone for being like, okay, let's adjust those goals. But, right, it just doesn't seem like they made that plan for, hey, okay, well, how about I focus on school? You'll do your, you know, like, okay, I'll go to school during the day. You watch the kids. You'll work nights doing painting. That's when I'll watch our kid. You know, it's like, what's our goal? And you never see them. It feels like they kind of fell into the situation and then they wrote it out for six years and you realize, like, okay... Yeah. We were not we didn't have a journey we were both on, you know?
1: Well yeah, and I think that's that seems like <clears throat> kind of like a huge disconnect with him too, right? It's like he I think fell in love with her right. Whereas I think for her it was more like he was a decent guy who was there when her the the father of her child was a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. you were the you were the other option that I had. And so I think You know, I just imagine how different it would be, like, if he was just, like, an accountant or something. I think a lot of their issues would still be there. It would just be more—they'd be less, like, white trash yelling at each other and more passive-aggressive, like, middle class.
0: Her drinking wine in the corner glaring at him and him, you know, know. ignoring that or, you know, whatever it is. So it's like— Not being home enough or, you know, I don't know, some other aspect of it
1: i think you know it's it's something that um i know you know like you know tiffany and i we got married real fast but like we we discussed everything before and one of the things we did discuss was you know i wanted to make sure she didn't feel wh- like how i feel like um what's her what's the character's name the wife in the movie I don't know. Like it always felt the Michelle Williams. Michelle character. Williams, yeah. <laughs> like
0: I don't know her character name. It seemed obvious that the core. Cindy. Of her, Cindy.
1: Cindy. Yeah, the core of her character, her issues with Ryan Gosling's character was that she felt she had settled, and he felt like this is it. You know, we're living happily ever after. You know, hmm. but at the same time, being like, well, this isn't like Easy Street. Like I was, you know, like he kind of I think expected. You know, you fall in love, you do, you have your love story, and then live happily ever after, and that didn't live up to it. So he turned to smoking and drinking and those things to deal with it. And that just made it seem more to her, like, well, I just settled for this loser that mm-hmm. was there for me in a hard situation. You know, whereas here's the <laughs> right. guy that I could have gone with, that he's a bad guy. <laughs> you know, anybody who mm-hmm. chews gum with the back... Like at the back of your jaw, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you chew it with your tongue and your back molars. Mm -hmm. Not like chewing it with your jaw and your mouth closed like a decent human being. But like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. If you chew gum like that, you're a terrible person. And I think you should be. uh, What's the word for? uh, What's neutered? Spade? What's the human version of that?
0: sterilized sterilized Um.
1: yeah sterilized you shouldn't be allowed to breed you should be sent off to a penal colony that's what i think a lot of
0: people they talk about body language you know and learning from that just give someone a stick of gum watch how they chew it that's all you need to know yeah you know what i'm saying hey if you're dating if you're looking to hire someone whatever the situation may be slap down a stick of gum and you'll you'll get the info you need you know
1: yeah like everybody thinks i'm a real chill person you hand me a stick of gum i have sucked every ounce of flavor out of that stick of gum in 45 seconds flat and i have to spit it out because it's just it's just mush at that point it's just nothing and it's like like, there's nothing really that showcases that you have anxiety boiling under the surface than realizing oh my gosh i just chewed this stick of gum like 800 times in a couple of minutes (laughs)
0: yeah yeah
1: but uh like well seeing him like he was fine like well off it seemed like like just you know it again showed i think it goes to her feeling like she settled because all she saw was him in that right but he comes across as well he looks better he doesn't have the receding hairline right cody mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) i'm kidding cody no cody don't be sad cody i you're a winner
0: cody (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cody, you, has anybody uh,
1: ever told you you look like ryan gosling
0: maybe maybe not you know we'll never know i mean i'm sure if they saw this movie they'd be like yeah ryan gosling but you know
1: i mean cody the you're latter blonde, half. you have that's true. facial hair that's and true. you're wearing glasses much like ryan gosling does in some movies amazing
0: that's true so you, to I've me i've seen him with glasses on
1: to me boom ryan gosling there it is there i'm go. looking at him right now
0: <laughs> uh, I have a question for you yes. <clears throat> this made me think who's going to be the fun parent what do you think you or Tiffany
1: I th- okay here's the thing I think it's going to be me but I also think you know, you asked the same question, which one's going to emotionally scar the child more? Also me. That's the thing, you know. <laughs> I've told Tiffany multiple times. I'm like, there's going to be times where you're going to have to look me in the eye and be like, you need to stop. Because I will ruin these children if you let me just go for it. Yeah. Like, I will talk to them like they're grown adults with high self-esteem when they're little kids. And it's like, you need to tell, you need to shut that down. Yeah. Uh-huh. That being said, because here's the thing, Tiffany, I think, will be better in our relationship at saying no to things or being like, well, mm-hmm. maybe later. You know, she'll be better at saying, we can't go to McDonald's now. Well, McDonald's is a bad choice because she'll always want to go to McDonald's. She'll use the kids as an excuse to go to McDonald's. She'll mm-hmm. be better at saying, no, no, we can, we'll can, we do it next week. Whereas I'll be like, yeah, you know, why not? It's like, because... The bank's mm-hmm. coming tomorrow to take away her home because you keep taking the kids to freaking McDonald's. That's why. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What you- yeah.
0: Um. Well, it's kind of funny because I think I think Bailey is like the fun parent. Like she's always like trying to play with kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And we are in nursery now, which means we watch in church. So we watch the eighteen, the kids were eighteen months to three years old. Right. So we watch all the toddlers. <clears throat> um, she is very much like the fun person so I get dragged into being the fun person, you know, so I, I help with the fun, but she is very much like the instigator of the fun. But I think it's the same thing you talked about where she is very much the one to like, even with her pets, like she spoils her pets. Absolutely. You know, like gives Bendy way too many treats all the time. And I have to be like, Hey, let's dial up, you know, I want Bendy to be healthy too. Like she can be happy and healthy, you know, versus just, you know, like, I don't want my dog to like, suffer health issues because we're spoiling them too much you know so i i think we'll have to find that balance where i'm yeah i'm much more like in the long term like okay we can do this but what precedent does that set (laughs) you know like how can we dial that back a little bit and be like oh we'll do this later we'll do this next time or let's do this instead because this will be fun but i'm not gonna ingrain any terrible habits in you (laughs) you know or i think bailey's much more like this will be fun like i don't want to deny them anything so we're gonna do this
1: Here's the question, all right? Here's the real question. Which one... Okay, I'll give you two scenarios here. You tell me which one is the real fun parent, right? Hmm. So there's one that you'll say, you go and you say, can I spend the night at my friend's house, or can my friend stay over? Uh And they will say, no, but we can plan to do it you know, like next week or something. Uh Like, someone who will let you do fun stuff, but it needs to be like planned or there needs to be something, you know, if they had planned for the possibility of that person staying over, sure. But if they didn't, it's a no-go. Versus mm-hmm. the parent that's like, sure. But if you're like, hey, uh, can can Billy stay over next week? Is like, uh, I don't know, go ask the other parent. You know, like, mm-hmm. I could say yes to this right now. In the moment, down the line if you're wanting to like do something big for your birthday uh i don't know you know maybe yeah. not like so it's like one is like knee jerk will say yes but when they plan stuff out is very keen to say no versus one that mm. will plant say yes to plan things but no to instant things which one's the real fun parent
0: fun parent i mean look kids don't give a hoot about plans You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm like, hey, in two weeks, I have it on the calendar. Wednesday evening, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. Versus the one who's like, we're having pizza for dinner now. You know, that's the fun parent for me. That's what I think. Like, I think the kid is like, I want this now. If you're going to give it to me, then you're my best friend. You know, that's what I think.
1: Then I'm definitely the fun parent.
0: (laughs) There you go. Uh, I mean, is anyone more responsible? Perhaps. But, you know, Bailey's that way too. It should be like, should we do this? And it's like, no, we shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we definitely shouldn't but you said it so we're doing it yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah well i mean i love that scene in this one because it's, it's pretty early on right like michelle williams just like throws some water into some oats and is like here's breakfast kid and she's like i don't want to eat that obviously and ryan gosling's like oh well we're pretending to be panthers right so let's put the raisins on the table and eat it like we're a panther you know it's like shell williams is like now you're making a mess but ryan gosling is like yeah but i'm getting her to eat something like <laughs> she's at least eating you know, something and she's having a good time doing it, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, what's better? You know, would you rather have your kid be civilized and not eat the thing? or do you, you know, it's like, it, there's different Weird. approaches to parenting, but you just see how different they are in that. You know, she's like, oh, you're making a mess. Like, now I have two kids in the house, whatever. But it's just sad because you see Ryan Gosling is like, yeah, but he wants to spend time with the daughter and have fun with the daughter. Whereas Michelle Williams, it seems like she's, like, stressed about everything, about, like, the money and about the mess and about getting to work and she yeah. just seems like she's very disappointed in, in so many things
1: at the end of the day though which one do you think was not the f- fun parent but which one of those two do you think was the better parent
0: my thing is i don't i just didn't see michelle williams as a good mom honestly and, and like maybe that's just the limited scope of the movie just because like it didn't seem like she had any it was her daughter you know and maybe she felt better because it was a kid from another dude who was a jerk to her you know i I don't know what was behind that, but it seemed like she was so structured that it just seemed, I don't know. I just think kids, right, we have this gift where we live in a country where kids can have a childhood. You know, they don't have to grow up fast because of circumstances. If you don't want them to, you know, and, like, it was like, hey, you have a chance to give this kid a great home, and they get to be a kid and enjoy things, and to have her always, you know, it just thinks when it's, like, one parent's always trying to have fun, the other one's always shutting it down, you know, like yeah. this that's just a bad place to be, you know, because the kid never knows when they can have fun and when, when they're doing something right or wrong, because one parent is encouraging them to have fun. The other one is saying like, this is not, we just got to get things done. You're like, do you got to eat breakfast? So why not have fun doing it? You know, that's where, I, that's how I feel. Cause I don't know. I feel like he grew up and I, I mean, this is definitely on my mind. Cause I've been doing kids at church, you know, watching the kids at church for a while now. Um, it, almost a year, I guess different age groups, but, I feel like I grew up in an era of parenting where it was like, well, I said so, so you can't do it. Yeah. You know, like parents are like, well, I made up a rule on a whim that says, don't touch that. And now you're touching it. So you're in trouble, you know? And it's like, okay, I get it. Maybe you don't want them to touch it. Let's let's think through it. Why don't you want them to touch it? Can they touch it as long as they don't throw it? Can they touch it as long as they're not bothering anyone else? What if they held it and they were sitting down? Like, is that okay? You know, like I try to think of all those compromises of, okay, well, if th- i want them to have fun but le- how do we teach them like hey don't don't do it like that cuz you're going to bug people or you can't mess with that because that's going to disrupt everything but you can play with it there or you can play with this or let's do this thing instead and so whenever i see the parents that are just like don't do that or you know they they're always so stern with their kids and they're like oh, you're messing up you're doing this wrong like stop doing this stop doing that it's like okay well that's not a way to raise a human being you know i don't think there's no empathy there there's no sympathy like you're not going to win that kid over that kid's not going to Go to you with problems because they know you're just going to be like you did it wrong you were bad yeah so that's how i feel so that's how i try to be with the kids is hey okay let's compromise a little bit like because honestly you're just saying don't do that because you don't want them to do that but there's a reason you know it's like if they're not bothering anyone like so maybe i let kids get away with more than a really strict parent would but i also be like okay how do we contain this so that they're still having a good time and they understand the principle of, oh, okay, I can do this as long as they're not bugging anyone, as long as they're not disruptive, as long as I'm not hurting anyone else, you know? So it's that's that's how I approach it. So I just think Michelle Williams didn't show any of that. It was very much like, oh, this is a pain. Now this is a problem for me to solve. Just don't do that. You know, it's very much, you're treating your kids like they're adults, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, this is their chance to be a kid, you know? You can teach them stuff instead of just saying, don't do that. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. Which I think I mean it comes back to where it does seem like, you know. Which I don't know. I mean I don't know how if you ever seen this. I've definitely seen this in a lot of young couples in a similar situation to this, where one or the other um, of the parents. A lot of times I've noticed it's if in this situation, like if the mom if the mom got pregnant in this in this like set of circumstances or similar set of circumstances where it kind of it's easy to view your family like your kid and your spouse is like well you guys ruined my life like you Mm. guys are a constant reminder that i didn't get to go to medical school or i didn't get to travel the the world you know or like all this stuff like yeah you know, like I should be doing all this awesome stuff, and I'm not because of you guys. And now you're here pouring oatmeal onto the counter, you know, and licking mm-hmm. it off. You freaking psychos, you know. And it, right, I've definitely seen lots of families and like had friends whose parents were obviously like that. Where one or the other <laughs> was like, yeah. "Oh, well, you obviously hate your family deep down." And I'm always like, "Why? Why? Yeah. Why?" Are-
0: <laughs> Why even do it then? Why
1: even do? It? Well, yeah,
0: that's what's crazy about this movie. Is they're like, starts with the dog dying, it climaxes with an abortion. They don't go through with the abortion. Yeah, and it ends with a divorce. <laughs> like it is a very depressing movie. But it's interesting to see like the through line of like, okay, well, yeah, you're in a r- rough situation. You did decide to keep your baby. Okay, mm-hmm. so you made that choice. Um, and so you have to think about like, okay, am I living up to that choice? you know, am I making the most, I think it's easy, I've been learning about this a little bit in my class even, like it's easy to be, have like self-deception of everyone else is the problem, I'm not the problem, everyone else is the problem, and she's very much in that box of, hey, you guys are making a mess, you guys are doing this, you guys are doing that, it's like, okay, but this is your family, so you don't win anyone over by being, having that self-deception of other people are the problem, I'm not the problem, you know, so if you if you look at yourself and be like, okay, I did a bad job making breakfast. Like, that, I didn't actually make oatmeal. I put water in oats. You know? Like, yeah. that was not oatmeal, what she made. You know? Right or wrong, that's something to think about. It's so like, I could have done a better job making breakfast. I could have sat with her and fed her and done something fun to make it better or made something she liked or talked to her about what she was going to eat. I could have, you know, it's like, oh, I could be happy that they're eating something and I could just have a paper towel ready to clean it up instead of being like, oh, you guys are making a mess. It's like, okay, well, do you want to clean up the mess or do you want to, are you happy she's eating something at all, are you happy that Ryan Gosling is having fun with your daughter, like, all the time, like, every time you see him with her, like, they're always, you know, he's holding her, he's carrying her, he's making jokes with her, you know, like, are you happy about that, can you find a way to be happy about that, so, just something to keep in mind, because, like, right, you, when you put yourself in that mode of, like, other people are the problem, and I never did anything wrong in the first place, it's like, okay, well, you did make a choice to have a family, even though you don't know this guy that well, even though maybe this isn't how you wanted to have a family, you did make that choice. Are you living up to it? You know, yeah, and how? Because I think you just push other people away when when you approach life as other people are the problem, then you never actually find solutions because it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Other people are the problem. You're always blaming them. So why wouldn't they be the problem? You know? Yeah. So I just that's what I like most about this movie. It's such a realistic portrayal of oh, okay, this is what can happen in a relationship. This is how a relationship gets bad. And that's, like, the thesis of the movie, essentially, because the director, his parents had a really messy divorce when he, um, I think he was, like, 20 or... he's either he 12 or 20. I think he was 20. But I was like, oh, okay, you, you're with your parents your whole life, and then they get divorced, and like, it, kind of, it kind of shatters your world, right? So he's like, all right, I want to make a movie about that. And I think he did a great job, you know, putting that together and being like, oh, okay, I saw the good things about the relationship. And then I saw the bad things about it too. Um, I, just, I just, I love, I love Ryan Gosling so much, but he's even like, okay, they're going to see grandpa. All right. Do you remember what she doing, grandpa snores? <laughs> and she's like, uh, hold his nose shut or whatever, you know, like, so he wakes up. I was like, ah, oh, it's so great. You know, just what a fun, what a fun kid. Yeah. Um, who gets a gift certificate to a sex motel? That's my question. You can just get gift certificates for those. Who did he get it from? That's my question. He's like, I have a gift certificate, or, or was that just a joke? Was he just joking, or did he actually have a gift certificate for sex?
1: Well, to? I imagine so. There's lots of those kinds of motels down where in like the southwest, where like Tiffany's from. Um, yeah, you know, in like Arizona and stuff. And there, it is the joke that it, it's like you know they're kind of sleazy hotels, but they are also like lots of people go to them just as like a hey, wouldn't this be fun? Because it's like some of the rooms are pretty cool, you know. Like that's so the, like a
0: yeah, kind of like a kitschy,
1: yeah, but they are campy like, thing, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, they're just kind of like rundown buildings in the middle of nowhere. So I mean, yeah, yeah, like there' is funny because it's like yeah, there's people there, but like I don't think people go like the ones that we've gone to anyway or seen or driven past or like you know looked at to go to have never struck mm-hmm. me as something you would take, you know, a lady of the night to. But it's something you would take your spouse to when you're like, hey, we're going to go away for a long weekend and we have $250. Mm-hmm. Let's go stay in this room. You know? Yeah. Let's go stay in this, like, motel well,
0: in the middle of even nowhere. Like, he gets there. It's a ridiculous room. It's the future room, right? So it's like yeah. a spaceship kind of thing, whatever. The bed rotates. So he's on the bed, like, looking at her and it's spinning around. And she just, like, Rolls her eyes and like I don't take a shower, <laughs> you know. And you're like, yeah. that's hilarious. Ryan Gosling is spinning on a bed in front of you. This is a great time, you know. Like, if you aren't in your box of other people, the problem. This is annoying. That is also a very fun situation to be in, you know. So just it shows how far apart they are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's so be real. Just like, something
1: to think we about. both. So I saw this a lot in people. We both <clears> went. I went for a little while, you know, and then I left because you know, school's for nerds. Also, I got kicked out. Whatever. It's no big deal, Cody. (laughs) But we both went to the same school for a period of time. I saw Mm -hmm. it a lot in couples there where it's like one person really, like they're capable of being an adult. They make adult decisions. They're responsible, and they do the things they need to do. But in terms of like what they enjoy and like how they have fun does not really mature past the late high school, early college years. And it's usually Mm -hmm. like – Usually, it's the husband, and then the wife is like, No, no, we need to be like my stuffy parents from Salt Lake City mm-hmm. or something, you know? And it's like, Yeah. You don't need that. Your parents were not happy. They were never happy. They never will <laughs> yeah. be happy. Don't be like them. That's what I want to say yeah. to all you ladies. You will, they were never happy. Your parents hate each other. All right. Given the option, they would kill each other in their sleep. All right. Mm-hmm. They just can't do it because it's too much to deal with. Okay. Like, right. have you ever met old people that it's like, why don't you get a divorce? And they say, because it's not worth the hassle. And that's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've had that said to me by an old person. More than one. It's not worth it. That's what they say is whatever. He'll be dead soon or she'll be dead soon anyway. <laughs> deal. I don't yeah. need to deal with it now. So it's like, but it's always like, it's sad because at once it's like, I've seen times where that's happened where, you know, because there's a point towards the end of the movie where I would call it, it's like they reach the, you know, it's like the flashpoint. It's the point where it's like a decision has to be made, and either you're going to – I don't know if you – when you were – I went through it when um, I was deciding whether or not I wanted to ask Tiffany to marry me, where mm-hmm. I had a moment where she had done some – she had acted in a way that I did not like, and I, we were talking mm-hmm. – and I had a moment where the phrase in my m- popped into my head where I sp- wanted to say I don't want to do this anymore, and I couldn't say it because I was like I don't care how mm. bad it gets, I want to do this forever. Mm. And I was like, Th- that's the moment. And I feel like that's where a lot of a lot of relationships like this reach that point where it's like you're either gonna say this is the issues I'm having, we got to work this out, or you're gonna say I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that's just that's the fork. And I like that they got to there and they went. You know, they picked us away. Right. You know, and he was like, let's work it out. But then, I mean, they, they, they did make a big deal out of it. There wasn't, a, there was a big fight, but it was like a normal fight that a married couple mm-hmm. could have. And then yeah. they, you know, they went one way. Lots of people go the other way. And then sometimes mm-hmm. you, you go one way and then you come back to that, you know. And you're like, well, okay, so we tried to work it out. We couldn't. Do we want to keep trying or do we want to call it, you know?
0: Yeah. hear that that's something i liked about my relationship with bailey is like we we had problems and we all but we like we were both committed to working them out and communicating well and i'm like that's huge and i've been in relationships where like that hasn't been the case or just like oh i did something to upset you and you just are not going to forgive me for it so i guess we're broken up you know or just like i get it that was you know it's one of those things like hey i didn't that's not my intention i'm sorry i hurt you that way like how can i make it better how can we work this out and it's just like no like you you did too much. I, I don't even want to address it. You're like, oh, that sucks. You know, we're like, we've been doing it for a long time. And, the, you know, we can't work past it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's hard. Right. I've been in relation with that. Where I'm like, we did all that building and all this working. And it's not even worth it to yeah. fix for you. You know, like. Worst management with Bailey is like, doesn't matter how small it is. and Like most of the time it is something small, <laughs> but it's like, okay, let's take a step back. What happened? what are you feeling what am I feeling you know and it's like oh I really appreciate that because I just think if you're going to be together forever if you're going to spend your life together you yeah. have to have that skill you know yeah. and some people they get in like that especially like you know if you talk about somebody who goes to like a BYU school where it's like they get that fun two months of relationship and they're like oh we're going to do this forever obviously you know And they never have those first couple fights where like, oh, how do we argue? And are we committed to working it out? You know, so so they get married really quick. And then that causes problems later. It's like, no, you never figured out how to disagree. And you never, you know, you never committed to, oh, this is what it's like to be in a bad spot with this person. And do we have what it takes to get out of that bad spot? You know?
1: Yeah. Which is why I always tell people (laughs) whenever I'm like, how fast I got engaged to tiffany mm-hmm. uh don't do that
0: <laughs> right
1: say we had we talked we discussed all of these things that there are people who were like we dated for eight years and then we got married and you know she wants to go to school and i don't it's like are you did you not discuss that we just that was yeah. second date discussions my guy yeah ate. yeah so i just i'm like hey, don't do what we did
0: <laughs> yeah but I it's funny because it's just like you can have fun with someone And have good chemistry with someone but (laughs) you have totally different goals and if you can't sit down and set goals together and make plans and be on the same page and if you don't if you guys don't want to go in the same direction why would you marry that person if you're not having those conversations it's not a good idea and that's that's what's kind of interesting about this relationship is that they hit that point in the beginning where he's like hey let's be a family like let's just do it it's like okay cool that's fine to say (laughs) and that's really noble of him to be like hey no i want to you know, I do like this person a lot and I, you know, let's do it. But it didn't seem like at some point they didn't have the same idea of what a family is and what his role should be, what her role should be and what they both want. And, you know, when you stop communicating that stuff, then you can see in the movie how it, how it causes that relationship to break. You know, yeah. um, this movie shot. Oh, oh. go ahead. Well, it's just
1: interesting how like, you know, even like, Towards the very end, like as they get, as their relationship gets worse and worse, and reaches that that decision point, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like, you know, she wants him to be meaner and more aggressive because I, it's almost like she's chasing what her par- her parents had, you
0: mm-hmm. know,
1: and that's always something that's strange to me with people who's like, your parents are obviously a, like you grew up in a dysfunctional family, you know that you acknowledge that why why are you doing things to purposefully search, like seek out that same relationship with your family Mm -hmm. now? Yeah. But it's like, you know, I guess the thought is like, if you're reaching the end of it and it like where you're like, I don't, I can't do this anymore. You're like, well, they did it forever. You know, like they stayed Uh together. So might as well give it a shot. Cause that was also another thing where it's like, that was that break that I liked that they had that, you know, in there where, you know, like, when they were when they were being intimate with each other, Cody. And Mm -hmm. she was like wanted him to hit her and he was like, No, I'm not gonna do that which, you know, I sympathize with Cody. You know, I had a nickel I had a nickel for every time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting because that that's another thing you get a lot of hints at, right? Because when she goes to the clinic when she's younger to get her abortion, they talk about like, Hey, how many how long have you been sexually active? She's like, I was I was twelve. Like, oh, that's young and how many partners she's like oh 20 25 like oh that's, that's that's a lot a lot for someone who's like she's probably what a freshman in college or yeah, yeah. something you know freshman or sophomore maybe um so just kind of crazy to be like oh okay well obviously if you're sexually active that young odds are you were kind of coerced into it or groomed into it you know like they're probably like a 16 year old boy or 14 year old boy that was like oh we should do this. you know i've heard a lot of stories people where it's like no i was 12 i didn't like understand much about sex and I was getting attention from a person and they were like, oh, we should do this. And they're like, oh, what even is that? And it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, now you're, now you're sexually active and maybe you didn't want to be, but now this is what you know. You know, so it's just, that's a hard thing to deal with too. And you're like, oh, well, that really sucks. She had to deal with that, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So it's just like, okay, well, that makes sense. Why babies, that's how she interprets sex because she was probably in some pretty bad relationships and that's now, that's her thing. So It's just like, oh, well, that sucks. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it, you know it's like they even, they even interpret intimacy differently right like she wants one thing and he's like no that's not what intimacy is about you know so just so hard to see you know hard to watch but once again i think there's a lot of realism to that um and so that you know it's so i don't know right like your average romance movie you're like oh there's like a hot sex scene look there look how passionate it is and whatever you know that just that is not how these work at all in this movie you know it's like oh i'm like (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It's just, there's so much more realism and in a different direction than you'd normally see in, in a movie. And that's one thing I really appreciate about it. You know, it's, it's uncomfortable, you know, you're like, Oh, these people are not on the same page at all, you know? Yeah. I did think it's shot kind of interesting too. Cause it's, um, I think there's a lot of angles where it's like really tight shots. A lot of like handheld shots. Like it's very intimate where it's just like, Oh, the frame is just Ryan Gosling's face or like Michelle Williams, like entire face. And they're, disagreeing about something and this movie was scripted and there was a script and so the actors really liked it and but they did a lot of like improvising and off script stuff. Um so I don't know. Have you seen any of the fun facts about this movie?
1: I have not. I purposely have not looked because I know Well everybody. okay
0: let me run through a couple of my notes and then we'll kind of run through the fun facts. So okay. first off, like even though they are different and um they're on the same page, there are those like little things even in the later part of the relationship that's like kind of sweet where it's like okay Ryan Gosling wants to do sex in the sex motel she does not but he puts on their song and they dance a little bit together and she doesn't smoke anymore but she still takes a drag of his cigarette and you're like oh it's sweet you see where they came from where it's like okay they do you know they do have this history together um Ryan Gosling total stalker <laughs> he, like shows up at her grandma's nursing home which is like not close <laughs> To be like, hey, so, uh, what's your daughter's name? <laughs> you know, you're like, uh, oh, you're a stalker, you know. But it's funny to hear him talk to the, the guys in the movie company. He's he's kind of like a hopeless romantic, you know, and he has these ideas about what love is, and he is a caring person. So it's, it's interesting to see that. I like that he like punches his leg to psych himself up to go talk to her when they're on the bus. <laughs> Did you catch that?
1: Yeah. He's
0: yeah. like thunk thunk <laughs> like, okay, here we go. I was <laughs> like, where'd you go? You got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. You know trying to get psyched up if you give yourself a few slams you're ready to go
1: yeah you know i'm looking through the pictures right of the of some of just the screenshots of the movie right Mm -hmm. i like a shout out to the transformation they put ryan gosling through because they Mm. you know like young ryan gosling it's ryan gosling you know like he's sweet he's full gosling he's you know he's like you know like hey you know i'm here you know i'm gonna become friends with your grandma so that you'll like me you know like stalker but he's hot so it's hot you know what i'm saying right like, so it's okay it's... and then him where it's just like oh yeah no he's just kind of like trailer trash painter but you know like like a lot of guys like that like he's a fine dude and a good dad and all that you know mm-hmm. maybe a little it sometimes to what his wife wants but other than that like he's not a bad person mm-hmm. but it's just like a wonder you know like it really just shows like part of the feeds into that like you know like they fell in love as two hot young things that wanted this romantic love story and now they're here and they're very different people you know mm-hmm. and like yeah he's like most dudes falling apart as he gets older <laughs> and she's fine yeah and she's still young and hot
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do they here's the question how do they make mm. a receding hairline? On a person that doesn't have one, do they just pluck out or cut their hairs to make it look like it? Because then you got to, as Ryan Gosling, you then have to deal with being, having a receding hairline until your hair grows back, right? Or does he have a receding hairline? I
0: don't know what they did to that man, you know, but they did a great job. I mean, you'd have to put on like a bald cap, right? With like that wig over it or something. I don't know, but it looks pretty real. I don't know what they did.
1: I'll do some Zoom and Enhance do some,
0: while you, while you yeah, talk more and stuff. I also had to note they're just like, ah, oh, she got him. You know, because it's just, right, like they're still like friends or not. And she's like, can you come to the clinic with me to do the thing? And then they're on the train home and he's like, well, let's be a family. I was like, ah, reeled him in. That's how you get him. That's how you trap a Ryan Gosling, you know? That's what you got to do. Yeah. I thought, Ryan Gosling, I loved his, his pickup line. He's like, well, in my experience, like pretty girls are, crazy you know because everyone laughs at their jokes even if they're not funny <laughs> i was like "It's pretty." <laughs> i like the whole line of reasoning I was like you know if someone was laughing at your jokes all the time but they're not actually funny jokes you'd go crazy you know yes sure why not yeah. i clocked uh, i don't know if you clocked but he's got a giving tree tattoo on him oh. so i don't know if you're familiar with the book the giving tree but it's about you know sacrificing everything and giving your all to someone else um so it's kind of Cute that he has that tattoo. Real sad it doesn't work out. So that's the end of my my notes about the movie, and now I have, oh, I have so many fun facts, Tyler. You, you can't even, you don't even know. Give me the um, fun facts. Okay, so first off, I told you kind of the inspiration of the movie, right? The director's parents had a messy divorce, and he was like, all right, well, I kind of want to make a movie about that. So they they filmed all the past scenes with Dean and Cindy falling in love, Okay. took three weeks and they considered they were like we made a nice little movie should we just release that movie should we just do that maybe we can just call it valentine and it would be nice and he's like nah let's not so they had ryan gosling michelle williams and the daughter live together in a home Um, they had to do live off of a painter's budget for groceries Michelle Williams would go at night, she would go live with her kids because she had kids at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, She dated some really famous, I forget who. So, um, yeah, so they were in a rented house for a month, they did grocery shopping, cooking dinner, and the director kind of helped, you know, was like, let's figure out your chemistry and how to pick fights with each other. (laughs) So, that's what, so they lived together for a month, which is kind of crazy to think about. And that's where they got that character development and that chemistry um, for the, bad part of the relationship so also the director so i i kind of mentioned they had a script but they did a lot of improvising on it and so what the director would do is you'd be like all right i'm gonna give michelle williams some notes on what cindy wants in the scene and then separately i'll give ryan gosling some notes on what dean wants and they will be conflicting so he'll be like all right michelle williams do whatever you can to get out of the house so you're gonna start the argument and you're gonna leave (laughs) he's like all right ryan gosling whatever you do don't let her leave (laughs) and keep the conversation going and so that's why you see her where she's like trying to turn away and he's like you know he like locks doors and gets in her way and it's like no can you just talk to me for a little bit like i just want to talk about this and she's always like leaving and so kind of interesting okay it was heath ledger M- michelle williams was has i think she, her kids are from heath ledger so they had the filming all ready to go and scheduled um but then heath ledger died so like we're gonna get michelle williams in time and so they actually delayed the movie a year or two um, so, I kind of said, right, they, have, they had conflict, you know, they had different directions they had to go. And so, even in the scene where uh, Michelle Williams doesn't want to tell him about the, about the abortion, the director's like, all right, figure out a way to get her to tell you, you know? And so they had to improvise. And so that's why Ryan Gosling hops up on the fence like he's going to jump over the bridge. So, like, that was just like, all right, I'm going to do this so that she'll tell me. So, it's kind of interesting to think about, like, okay, yeah, they had the idea for the scene and they did have dialogue written at one point, but now it's just you guys know each other really well now because we made you live together. So, you know, how would you get this person to do what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's up? What's your reaction to the, the first batch of notes there?
1: The first batch of notes The first fun facts? Fun facts. Um, I think it definitely like helped it come across as more realistic, like you say, like have, forcing them to spend enough time together that they would know how to push each other's buttons You know, or like how to pick fights and like giving them direction in such a way that, you know, it kind of instead because I feel like that's part of the issue, too, is like a lot of times when especially with a really involved director, you end up having the problem where it's like it's two people, but they're really thinking with one mind. You know, like the actors are Mm -hmm. doing their thing, but you're being directed by one person. So it really helped to build up that idea that these are two separate people that want different things and like they deal with um issues separately like that's something tiffany and i've struggled with um that i want to sit there i want to figure out the thing you know like i don't want to necessarily storm away or like you mm-hmm. know end an argument that way i want to be like no no we're gonna figure out why you're why we're upset and we're gonna fix it and she's like just let me go into the other room for like five minutes and i'll be fine you know so that's something that yeah i had to learn really early on is like it's much easier and it's something where i've started doing even now where it's like it's much easier to if we're both really heated just leave the argument and then come back in a few minutes mm-hmm. and we'll be fine you know yeah and like that's something that they're struggling with that he never learned that <laughs> he never learned mm-hmm. just let her storm off and then go talk to her in like 10 15 minutes you know and she'll right. be fine so he's like chasing her around and that you know which sometimes you know is a fine thing and sometimes it just makes it worse and worse and worse and builds to where they got to you know Mm -hmm. so but it's learning to judge that in your you know like do you and do you ever deal with that you know where like you guys deal with arguments differently and you had to adjust how you dealt with (laughs) yeah
0: we we found a bit because i am i'm not like a heavy thinker but sometimes i need to like take a moment to think because it's like okay i know i'm upset but i don't quite know why so i need Mm -hmm. to figure out and i need some time to think about it and bailey never wants any she doesn't want any space <laughs> he's like no we have to so i think we do it mostly her way i mean i like to talk about my feelings anyway i was like i would rather talk through it and dissect it but there are times where it's like i don't have answers for you because i have not considered it long enough <laughs> and i have not put it together myself mm-hmm. so we did have to like figure that out um but yeah i mean so basically we just kind of we sometimes just have to talk through like okay what's going through my mind and what do i think happened and that helps us piece it together but we do have we are a little different that way like i'm a little more of a thinker and she is very much like no something's wrong we're gonna we're gonna sit here and we're gonna figure it out you know yeah so and we had to do a little bit too because she would do the girl thing um that's kind of like i'm upset so you know, I was like, I'm gonna act upset. I'm gonna, you know, until you ask me what's wrong. So, or I sometimes I still have to ask her, but other times she's just like, Hey, I'm a little upset about something. You're like, Okay, well, let's talk about it. So, yeah. we've kind of had to compromise a little bit there. I was like, Hey, if you are upset, I would love to resolve it with you. <laughs> but if you don't tell me anything's wrong, then it could be hard. And then I'm just picking up bad vibes, you know, and that's not good for me to like just get bad vibes thrown at me, you know. So, there's been some compromise there of like, Okay, how are we gonna get on the same page here so we can feel better yeah um i mean it, it like there's
1: the, the interesting thing is like them like you know like it's always the classic advice right is that the key to having a good relationship is communicating and like figuring out how best to communicate with your your so your partner your life companion you know and yeah. uh and just kind of communicate like there's times when i'm upset by something that i'll just turn to tiffany and be like i'm upset about this this is why you know like just tell her like this is exactly why i'm upset like Mm -hmm. no argument no nothing no back and forth no cold shoulder just like this is what's going on you know and like uh but then it's also so key to learn you know something that this movie shows so well is that like some people like he's really good at talking just wanting to discuss things and wanting like tell just tell Mm -hmm. me what the issue is and we could talk it out but that's not how like she wants to communicate it so it's like a combination of him not doing it not doing it right in a way and her not wanting to have that communication but at the same time it's not like she's like well i'm just written off this marriage already because that guy you know like the doctor like pretty like very obviously lays it out like yeah no I basically want you to take this job at this other clinic I run or own with the intention that I will bang you at some point.
0: Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> and she's like, oh, uh, well, I thought you, you know, and I think that's something she struggles with too is like she saw this as like, oh, you know, like I wanted to be a doctor. I, he wants me to do this because I'm the best nurse. And then she realized like, oh, he's just like every other, in her mind, every other man in her life
0: that mm. – just and she's propositioned all the time. Yeah. Even when she runs into the wrestler guy later on at the liquor store, he's like, "Oh, you're married?" Uh, "Are you faithful?" And you're like, "Oh my gosh, you know?" <laughs> you're like, you know, she's always all these all these skeezy guys are always presenting that to her, you know, and that sucks too. So. Yeah. So, uh no. speaking of skeezy dudes, so the director did one of the things he did to fuel the contention between them. He's like Ryan Gosling. Like, Here's what I need you to do today. I need you to make a pass at Michelle Williams at the house. <laughs> do whatever you can to try to make sex happen. And she like hard rejected him. You know so you're like, oh gosh, okay. So so you can see where that's how they get from the turn from oh this is nice. Look, I'm singing a song and you're dancing and we're just hanging around the streets of New York. You know to hey, I don't want anything to do with you. You know that's
1: what that's how you really separate the true great directors. Like hey, you two people who I've tried really hard like we you are friends you get along really well let me tear apart your relationship let me make you hate each other in real life
0: yeah yeah uh same license plate their van has the same license plate as jim from the office the pennsylvania plate they've got so fun fact and this is a good one are you ready i'm ready so the original rating for this movie was nc-17 And they went to appeal. They were like, hey, you're giving us some double standards on these sex scenes. These are no more graphic than other R movies are showing. I think you're just upset because ours are much more realistic, (laughs) you know. And so they made the appeal and they considered it. And they were like, all right, fine, we'll give you the R rating. So I thought that was interesting. There's two or three. Yeah, I think it's three. I mean, they are, I would say, (laughs) they're not graphic in that, like, some, a lot of NC-17 ones is because it's like, no, you're just like showing genitalia or like, there's like a 20 minute sex scene. So obviously this has to be NC-17. Yeah. The scenes aren't crazy long or anything, but it is like very realistic. <laughs> it's like the noises. There's like a kind of cunnilingus scene. Everyone's clothed. Like you don't see anything, but it's like, no, this is, this is happening. Like it looks like, you know, so that's uh, what they did, but I applaud them for like the realism they put in it, you know, because normally with the sex scenes, like, oh, we'll do like the kind of mood lighting and pan some angles around and whatever, you know, we'll show some, some nipple action and we'll be good to go. You know, that is just not really the route they went with for this one. So I don't know. How'd you feel about (laughs) making you watch those?
1: Uh, I mean, I felt like they were fine. I feel like, you know, like a lot of times in movies with sex scenes, I feel like they bank almost on the sex scene, selling a certain number of tickets. And this, it did come across much less like, I feel like it's, it's difficult. And this is the only movie I think I've ever watched where I'm like, okay, it's like, it's believable amount of nudity. Like, yeah, no, they would be naked in this situation, you know, versus Mm -hmm. like, let's have a prolonged sex scene where it's very passionate and everybody's spritzed with the bottle every five seconds. So everybody's real Mm -hmm. wet and dripping, but it's sexy dripping because it's just water. It's not real sweat. Um, Mm. you know, and then the next morning when the girl gets up, she's going to wrap the entire king size sheet around her. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, that would never happen. (laughs) You ever Mm -hmm. gotten up after sex and wrapped a sheet around you, Cody?
0: (laughs) Oh, you mean sex sheet? Yeah, it's hanging up on the wall. (laughs) It's always ready to go. I love a good sex toga and I will never say no to one.
1: (laughs) So it it came across as very realistic and I, I appreciated that they didn't go like, You know, like a classic example, right? The most extreme in the other way is like Game of Thrones first season where like Mm -hmm. HBO, like some executive at HBO said it was the first time they'd ever gotten letters asking them to tone down the nudity. Yeah. Because they were like, it's distracting, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah for sure and i get i appreciate too it just doesn't happen much in movies where you're like oh i'm learning something about these characters because of the sex scenes and this one it's very right it's like you see the rest one you're like oh he's like an a-hole and he apologizes i'm guessing because the condom slipped off or something you know like because the, she does get pregnant or whatever and then the you know and he's like kind of squooshing her right so just like okay this is bad and then there's the one where like oh, ryan gosling Cares about her needs, you know, when they're young and they have their sex scene, you know, it's like that. And then, like, the last one is like, oh man, these people are on completely different pages, you know, because she sure. doesn't want that with them. But she's eventually drunk enough and he pushes it enough. She's like, okay, fine, but do this to me. He's like, no, I'm not gonna, you know, it's so like, okay, we, it's, you know, it's part of the story and it does something at least. And there just aren't that many movies I feel like that do that. Um, so, good on them. I've got one here, note here that doesn't make any sense. Walter's Wedding Prior. I'm assuming I misspelled something. Walter. Walter, Walter's wedding. Oh, oh, oh. When they get married at the courthouse. So Walter's the old guy that he unpacks his room for. Him. He's really nice about that. Okay. Walter's picture is in the courthouse, his, his wedding photo. So oh. you can spy that if you're eagle-eyed. I noticed it because I've seen this movie before. Da-da-da. So Michelle Williams had to improvise her joke on the bus when he's like telling me a joke or whatever, you know, see if it's actually funny, if you're crazy or not. And the joke, it's a great joke. The joke is, it's like, what? It's a, it's a pedophile and a, a kid walking in the woods, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> you're walking, the kid getting darker and darker. The kid gets kind of scared, and he's like, I'm getting kind of, getting kind of scared, you know. He's like, You think you're scared? I got to walk out of these woods alone. <laughs> you know. And you're like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Great joke. Um, but you can actually hear, so it wasn't scripture or anything. And you can hear the crew laughing, and they left it in the movie. But, yeah, so she got the crew to bust up on that one. Yeah. Michelle Williams did get nominated for Best Actress, mm-hmm. nominated for an Oscar. Tommy is great, and she's in another movie in <laughs> Cody's Corner. We'll see if it pops up. If it pops up, it's surely Destiny. But There's another very sad movie she is in, uh, so we'll see. We'll see if we get there. But she does a great job. We like her. Good job. So the guy who directed this one also directs a Ryan Gosling movie called Place Beyond the Pines. Mm -hmm. I have some friends that love it. I liked it okay, but it wasn't my favorite. Pretty good movie. It's an interesting one. He plays a dude who drops some banks. Mm -hmm. And then he also directed Sound of Metal, which is on my list. I have not seen it yet. I think it's also on the Cody's Corner list. So see if that one pops up too. But I think he's a very good director. And uh, I know he had to do a lot of... He really wanted to make this movie... And he did a lot of, like, documentary features and stuff to, like, be able to raise enough money to get this thing going. So it took him quite a while. I think it was, like, 10 years or so between, like, when he's like, all right, I'm writing the script to, okay, I've got the money, I've got the people, we can get a schedule, we can go.
1: I was surprised when I saw The Budget. Because it it comes across as, like, a nice, like, a well-done movie that had, like, a, a, you know, like, it doesn't have to have a huge budget when it's a movie like this, because, you know, you only need, like, it's not like you got to like you can shoot sets, it on location. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. you can actually shoot it on location home. and yeah. So, uh the so I don't know if you saw or do you want to hazard a guess at the budget of the film? I don't know
0: if I saw it. Was it I'm not sure. I have no idea. I mean, if I were to guess, I would say like eight, 7 million?
1: No, sir. Absolutely. Was it? it was 1 million dollars.
0: Oh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. It is amazing to see what you can do. What did it was the box office? Sixteen point
1: like thirty million or something. Uh, six no. million? Sixteen point six. Sixteen. Okay. So Wikipedia has a higher uh, thing than IMDB, but Wikipedia is, you know, does actually it always has a like reference to Yeah. pretty accurate um, numbers. So I'll go with this. Yeah,
0: for sure. My last note, I think something I just thought it's not a fun fact, but I think one thing the movie does really well. Um, because it hops back and forth i think it makes it so much more heartbreaking like if this movie was just told it's like hey nice love story and as they get older it gets worse and worse i think it would still be like hard to watch but i think because you're going back and forth like they're young and they're in love or they're young they have, they have so much potential and then you go back and you know you're piecing together why it is so bad and why it is the way it is and you see how it started and how it had potential and where it falls apart like that just makes it so much more heartbreaking because it pulls your heart up where it's like, Oh, look, they're going to be a family. But then you're like, but the family sucks now. <laughs> like they're not happy, you know? So it just, you're going back and forth. And so I don't know. I mean, there are some other lines I really liked. Uh, it's so sad because at one point Ryan Gosling is like, look, there's some guy and it's their dream to have the family, have the kids and that's what they want. And that was never me. was for some, never was for me. It's, it's sad to see him say that, but he's like, but, I, I have you guys in my life now and I love it and I've, I've fallen in love with it and I love being her dad and I, I love this family and you're like oh well that is sweet you know and so it's just sad to hear him give that speech and in the same movie she's like I can't do this anymore I don't want to do it anymore and he's like please like we can work it out and he's like nope I'm done you know and he gets in a fight with her in the doctor's office he punches the doctor he throws his ring away They're like sitting there in the bush trying to look for his ring that he threw away you're like Just and then even at the end it's so heartbreaking to see like oh she wants to run after him and he's walking away and he's like, No, you gotta go tomorrow and you're like I'm leaving and so it's just it's a sad one, you know? And it's sad because it shows the good and the bad and what a heartbreaker. But like I said, for me, if a movie can make me feel something, I think that is a credit to what a good film it is and for me, I think that makes this a great film because I feel I feel so strongly when I do watch it, and I sympathize, and I'm so sad for for these characters and the struggles they're having. So for that, I'd say it's a great movie. Is there anything left unsaid before we slap a rating on this guy?
1: Well, I just I had one more one final thought. We we'll kind of say along the same lines as you were talking about with it jumping back and forth, right? Is so the the notebook just famous Ryan Gosling movie right but it's like Mm -hmm. happily ever after you know they die snuggling in the bed spoilers Um, you know like I wonder how much the director looked at that and said "All right, so that's the fairy tale you know Nicholas Sparks book version of this love story like and then like you said like him experiencing it being like the child of a terrible divorce you know and all Mm -hmm. that saying like Basically, you know, I wonder how much he took that, you know, to influence the time jumps and be like, this made that story all that more touching. Now, mm-hmm. if we put more realistic film on it, because like I said, you know, they could have got to that point and then worked it out. There's lots of couples that do that, you know, get to the point, realize it is worth yeah. it to deal with this. I do want to deal with all this stuff to be mm-hmm. with you. They just didn't. They went the other way with it. And I felt like they really are two sides of one is obvious. I would say this is a better written more realistic more you know whereas the other one is more you know stereotypical fantasy novel and less like yes yeah. portray a real love story you know mm-hmm. but the same things that i think get people so in the feels with the notebook or like you said is what got people with this one where you you show them in the notebook you show it fall apart and then then rebuild it whereas here they sh- you show them build it up and then it fall apart Yeah, You know, like as they're building up in the past, you show it falling apart in the present day, you know? And it's also more heartbreaking that it's like, it didn't even really last that long, Mm
0: -hmm. you know?
1: You know, like it's one thing when older Mm -hmm. people, like it's one thing when like you're in your, when you're like 20 and your parents (laughs) divorce. you know? Mm -hmm. Only a loser would be broken up about that. (laughs) But like if my parents decided they hated each other, and got a divorce like it would be far different than if when i was a kid and they did you know right so just uh Is interesting like the more i thought about the two of them compared the more i wonder how much he looked at that and said i just want to make like i want to take that and be like this is what these love stories usually end up being in real life mm. you know like more yeah. often than not like the amount of people because like i said you know tiffany and i got married very fast like even you and bailey got married really fast by a lot of people's standards you know sure like i don't know you probably haven't had this because you guys dated for longer but there's lots of people that'll just straight up be like oh so you guys are not gonna make it you know it's like Mm -hmm. all right first off you can go f yourself dude you've been divorced like eight times like i'm not a terrible person like you That's not to say all people that have been divorced are terrible people. That person is a terrible person for looking at a young, newlywed couple and saying, you guys aren't going to make it. That's what makes them a terrible person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, it's just, it is interesting that I do wonder how much they pulled from that versus, you know, just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Cody, look at me. Do you feel what I'm saying? In your ear holes.
0: I feel it right down in the right burrowed into my ear holes yeah and I think if anything this movie like I said it's very cathartic to watch and I think it's very well done but you know someone like Bailey would not enjoy this movie because they don't end up together it's not a happy thing and that's how most romance movies are and that's how they're sold but yeah I think this could be just as romantic if you take it as a cautionary tale and it's like hey let's learn something from this, you know, whereas you don't learn much from a movie where it's just like, Hey, they're not together. Are they going to get together? They're kind of together. They misunderstood each other. Now they've reconciled and they're going to be together. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that kind of movie, but I don't think there's much of a lesson to take except mm-hmm. for communicate better. Cause if you just, you know, that's how you get over it anyway. So if you take this as cautionary travel, it's like, Hey, um, what can I learn from it? I think there's a ton to learn from this movie and it echoes, uh, Parallels a lot with real life, and there's lessons for all of us to learn. So, yeah, it's a good one. I love it so much. What grade would you give it, Tyler?
1: I'm gonna give it a solid B. That's what I'm gonna go for, you know, because I thought, you know, it's a good movie, it's very realistic, like we've said. You know, I see, like, you know, it's something where it's like I watched it and it made me think of one or two things that I do. That I'm like, you know what? I want to try to do better in my relationship. And it also showed me several things. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I'm not that terrible in my relationship. And it didn't sure. feel like I'm watching, you know, a made-up couple. It really made it feel like you're watching a real couple's story and where they went right and where they went wrong. And, you know, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I I would recommend it to some people because I think it's a very powerful movie. You know, just how... You know even down to like you know the kinds of people they are and how they treat each other and even like when she goes to get the abortion how the doctors do that and i know there are some doctors that aren't that gentle about it but that's like i think how most doctors that i've talked to approach it where they're very much like they're like oh yeah lots of girls call it off like like i'm about to do it like the yeah the apparatus is going in and they're like, I don't want to do mm-hmm. this. And it's like, you have to be like, go slow and be ready. Cause the second they say, I don't want to do this. You got to shut it all down. Yeah. And there's lots of times where they do that, you know? And so like, I was like, that was kind of interesting. Cause you see, like, usually it's like, they just go into the building and then it's at most, you might get a cut to her on a table and then it cuts back to him. But they're like, yeah. they're like no, 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 no sucker. You're going to be here this whole time for all the harrowing
0: experiences yeah. of these people. Right, it's like the saddest pro-life movie ever. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, she decides to keep it. <laughs> and they're having a rough time. You know,
1: yeah. you're like, oh, man. Which I felt like so. that was important for it because it's like, she was there. She could have just been like, no, no, this is going to ruin my life. I don't want to do it. And her life would have taken a whole different direction. But she chose to keep it. Yeah. And then she chose mm-hmm. to let it ruin her life. You know, so it's like she made right, of choices. Right. It's all about choices.
0: It is. Tyler, I'm honestly offended you gave this a B because I can't decide if I want to give it an A or an A+. The only thing that would keep me from getting it an A+, is that it's just, uh, there's, you know, some of those angles, like, these are so tight in, and it almost feels a little dated. It's almost taking me out of it, but I'm going to I'm gonna stand by my guts. I think this movie is near perfect. I think it's fantastic. I'm going to give it an A+. I did it. I'm doing it. I'm a bold man. Good job. If I look at the other movies that gave an A+, it would be... It would be offensive for me not to give this movie an A+. It's fantastic. It's graphic. It's adult. It's real. And it's sad, but it's so, so good. And if you want any of that in your life, you got to give it a watch. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, what I'll say. I think it's wonderful.
1: Yeah. It's good. You ready to, wow. to pick the next one? Oh, I'm so
0: ready. To, I mean, I'm not ready because you have to do it because it hates me. But, yeah, no, go ahead.
1: I have the device pulled up. I'm ready to All divine right. the film.
0: Divine the film, Tyler.
1: Ha- Patterson.
0: Patterson. Patterson. Or Paddleton. Patterson. It okay. says Patterson. I think those are both on there. Okay.
1: It says P- um, I haven't
0: A-T-E-R. seen it. S-A-M. I haven't seen it. It's just one on the list, so it'll be a journey for both of us. Isn't that great?
1: It will be great. I'm assuming it's going to be depressing, and a, a love can, story about depression and sadness. Oh, look, crossed. I'm looking at the poster. It looks very much like a depressing movie about sadness. Yeah. That's Let's see jam. a quiet observation of the triumphs and defeats of daily life along with the poetry evident in its smallest details. Oh, my gosh. It's the same what is movie.
0: That? Who said that?
1: Uh, it's just the IMDb <laughs> thing. Is
0: that a blurb or is that just the, Oh my
1: gosh! the right. IMDb blurb?
0: Patterson's coming up. Love it. Thank you for listening. You can follow us, share us, and review us. Opinion Havers, wherever podcasts are found. You can yell at us at opinion havers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and behold our memes. Once again, thank you for listening. Till next time, watch movies.
1: And have opinions.
0: They always they always kill the dog off at the end, you know? And that's that's how they get you. This movie's like, let's start with that and then up the ante from there.